Hello? How are you, my friend? Why? What's the matter? Why feeling bored and lonely? Look! Look at me! I am always happy! The only reason I can tell you it's because I listen to CNT Radio. All the best shows you can think of. The Melting Pot. The Cosmopolitan Culture Club. And the Song Bank. There are also many more new shows to come. Please make sure to visit her website at http colon slash slash cnt.wordpress.com slash cnt hyphen radio. Oh, now I can hear you more cheerful. CNT Radio, making your day brighter one song at a time. Looking for a sports podcast that covers sports weekly as well as gets you set up for the day? Check out Weekly in Sports with me, Scott McGregor. We give some shout-outs of the week to podcasts like this one and those who do them. Discuss the Blue Jays, Bill, Raptors, and more. To learn more, check out the Sports for Beginners Facebook page. Search Sports for Beginners. Welcome to the NHL and Maple Leafs Season Preview Show with your hosts, Ryan Payton and Victoria Madiash. Joined by Ali Musa. Good afternoon. This is a welcome to the first ever NHL Season Preview Show. My name is Ali Musa. I guess we'll call it the broadcast map. NHL season preview show. On the day of this recording, it is Tuesday, September the 26th, 2023. Joining me today are Ryan Payton and Victoria Matiash. I'd like to take this opportunity to welcome both of you to the um, the uh, show today. It's absolutely our pleasure. Love to be here. Thanks for having us, Allie. Yeah, it is a pleasure. And this is a good rehearsal for us, too, because we're going to start our podcast soon. So we can kind of work out our kinks Tell us uh, about between that. the two of us here. Well, Vic, well, you can call, take it. Let's call it a warm up. A warm up. Not right. a rehearsal because this okay. is real, too. But it's a it's a warm up. <laughs> yeah. We're in our uh, we're in our second season now of Pucks and Seven. 
And uh, we had a blast doing it last year. We, I think we both felt uh, something was a little bit missing in the off season because we got into such a routine with it and we really both enjoyed it very much. And now uh, we're looking forward to launching again. We're looking at October 3rd, which is a Tuesday. And we're going to switch it up a little bit this year and not just do audio. We're going to bring some video into it so everybody can both see our faces when we're annoyed with the uh, Maple Leafs power play or what have you. <laughs> I thought you were going to say annoyed with each other. <laughs> well, and maybe impos <laughs> impossibly annoyed right. with each other. Yeah. Impossibly. But I was, no, I was going to go a little bit no, a little bit more neutral and annoyed okay. with us, things that were going on on the ice. But yes, Ali, we're both really looking forward yeah. to it. And hopefully it's going to be a good, long, fun season. Yeah, and uh, so just so kind of just so um, the guys uh, will be making the audio only available too. Oh yes, absolutely. Oh for sure, because yeah. um, one of our partners is the NHL Network on SiriusXM, yeah. and um, that's audio, right? So we're obviously going to release it everywhere that you can get your podcast usually. But for those who maybe want to sit back and watch us for a little bit on YouTube or what have you, we're going to be providing that as well. I see. So you guys will be posting to uh, YouTube as well this year then. Yes. That is the plan. Yeah. <laughs> that is the plan. And you hear how she questions that. That is the I plan. Do. That ah, is the yes, plan. yes. I've got well, it all under control. Yeah, yeah. No, well, keep, keep me uh, posted. You know, once it, you know, after it launches and as the season goes, we'll happy to, uh, you know, we will, um, we will keep uh, these conversations going as well. Sounds good. Sounds great. You know what? I want, before we get into how the season will look, because it's been a while since we've um, since we've uh, all connect, uh, you know, shared the mic together here. Um, we have in the past individually um, shared the mic, um, but I, I want to sort of kind of do a little bit of a reflection here on. Uh, I want to go back to, a little bit to last year. If you guys are okay with that, I would like to do that a little bit. Whatever you want, Ali. Go ahead. Okay. You're the maestro. You're the maestro. Okay, sounds good. I want to talk about a little bit. I want to start by talking about the um, the Leafs playoff run there a little bit, and the whole um, uh, the whole um, the whole uh, Kyle Dubas exit from Toronto. Uh, Ryan, I want to get your thoughts on that first. Oh, okay, deep breath. Here we go. I remember when we did this on the podcast, it certainly was, uh, we spent quite a bit of time on it after Dubas left and in the playoff exit. First of all, the Leafs getting past the first round, that was like the Stanley Cup back in 1967. So they did that and they did something they haven't done in a very long time. And I think they deserve to win that first round. They did. They played against a good team in Tampa. Tampa's a very good hockey team, but I think they deserve to win. But again, you get to round two and the team can't seem to get past that hump now. So going into this season, I know we're going to talk about that in a bit. That's now the goal to get through one, two, and hopefully all the way three and then win that Stanley Cup. But only time will tell. I think Kyle Dubas did what he needed to do. He gave the Leafs the best possible chance, I believe, in his mind too, to win the Stanley Cup. He made some trades at the deadline. He brought in some toughness, brought in some veteran experience, brought in guys that have won the Cup Ryan O'Reilly, for example, to name one. And the team, I think, was poised to make a long run. They were, but they weren't able to figure it out in that second round. When he left, it was not under the best of circumstances. Uh, him and Brendan Shanahan, I think, for a long time, they haven't seen eye to eye. And I'll tell you something. I don't know this for sure, but I guarantee you this. Since Dubas has landed in Pittsburgh, uh, he's made some good moves with the Penguins. And I know in the back of his mind, in the back of his mind, he's thinking, I'm going to – 
take it. I'm going to show it to Shanahan. I'm going to show it to this, whatever, whatever animosity there was when he left, he wants to prove to them that, okay, you didn't want to give me some more leadership, some more roles of being kind of the managerial type of thing. Then I'm going to do what I need to do in Pittsburgh. And I'm, I'm going to prove to you that I'm a really good candidate for the GM job there. Anyway, um, it didn't end on the best of terms, Ali, but at the same time, that's that. The past is the past. And, uh, this season is coming up very soon. It is. But like, what about like, see, now his press conference in Toronto, Dubas's press conference in Toronto, did that sort of shock you? Like the way he, because what really kind of caught my attention there was when he said, quote, I, I want to be back. I, I want to just stay here. I want to come back here. Otherwise, you know, if, if I'm not back here, I'll take some time and reflect on my, on uh, my time. Did that catch you off surprise? Well, he rolled the dice and lost, yeah. right? Like he took he took a tactic. He played a tactic in that, well, I'd really like to stay here, but I don't need to. So you better pay me properly. And I think what was even more on, on top of that was I think he wanted more autonomy. It was a situation in Toronto that there weren't two cooks in the kitchen. There were two head chefs in the kitchen. And if you've ever been into a kitchen, there can't be two head chefs. There can only be one. And there were two last year and probably for some time in Toronto. And Dubis wanted to be his own head chef and he wanted to run his own kitchen. So this is what he was basically saying, Kyle. Okay, so Shanahan was having nothing to do with it. I don't think he liked the threat. I don't think he, well, I don't think anything. He basically said he didn't like how Dubis played it out in the press and that turned it off and it, the way it unfolded after that was a bit of a comedy of errors to me too as well because there was just like this lack of communication and then it was so we don't we didn't hear from him and he didn't hear from us and all the rest of it and there was it was a lot of drama it was a lot of pettiness I found it incredibly entertaining to be perfectly honest <laughs> but it all ended up probably how it should have ended up in the first place because I think Kyle Dubas was in the position that he wanted to run his own team. He didn't want to be under somebody else who was still pulling the strings, which was the case. It sounds like in Toronto. So they, they probably ended up exactly where they needed to be, but the process I think could have been a little bit more finessed. Let's put it that way. Um, It wasn't, we are where we are right now, but again, this is probably where we should be. Yeah, and I think, no, and and I agree with you guys, right? Because I think here we had that situation. So see, that was, that was sort of it. I I thought too that, you know, he was going to, he was just trying to show them, look, you know, if you're not going to pay me properly or you you don't have any, I'm going to just, I'm going to just take it and go somewhere else. And which is essentially what is what happened. I think the autonomy was a bigger factor here though, more than the paycheck. I yeah. think running his own show. Listen, he's a GM and a president right now. He doesn't yep. even have a GM under him. He really wants to mold. And look at what he did with the Eric Carlson deal in Pittsburgh already. He is right. forming that team into the way he wants it to look right now. That's what he's wanted. He got what he wanted. I think he would have liked to ideally do it in Toronto because that's where they lived. That's what he had already worked at. But but really he will take another opportunity with a team that still has a shot. He's not rebuilding in Pittsburgh. It's the opposite of a rebuild. As far as I'm concerned, they're basically having enjoying one last kick of the can over maybe a season or two. And he wants to, he wants to leave Toronto, go to Pittsburgh, win a cup and go, ha 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 ha, which he very well may do. We'll see. And there, yeah, right. in the sort just one step, one, no, go ahead, uh, please. one thing to add. And there was, I mean, it, it seemed like Dubas was coming back. And to your point, Vic, about it was about it wasn't about the money. Uh, I, I don't think anything had to do with that. It was a good contract from what I gather. 
that he was going to be paid. But it was after the press conference, him and Shanahan met. And then it was later on in that week, I think Thursday or Friday, I think when Shanahan came on and Dubas was gone and, and, and stuff like that. But it was yeah, you did a press about, conference on a Friday. Yeah, it was more about give me more power. And let's face it, the, 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 the head guy in Toronto is Brendan Shanahan. He is, uh, it, but if it, as long as he stays, everyone else can make some decisions, but the last thing goes through him. He has a place in that spot. He has a place with everyone at MLSE. Not saying he's not doing a good job, but at the same time, it's very odd to fire a president when you can fire a GM first or a GM leaves and a head coach and all that type of thing. So it was more about the power, and Shanahan didn't want to give any of it back uh, back up and give any more to Kyle Dubas. And was Brad Tree Living, do you think, their first I don't think he was there. I personally don't feel that Brad Tree Living was their first choice. Oh. I, I do fully do in the video oh, of it. Yeah, I do. Explain that. When yeah, when when he when him and the, the he left Calgary, the old Daryl Sutter thing, and they didn't get along. I just thought right away, Bradtree Living is the one for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, so I was not surprised whatsoever. And I know but once the contract's done and you still have a GM, for example, when Dubas was still there, it's not like you can go out and talk to Tree Living and say, Hey, I want I wanna, you know, have you talk to you about this and and get you involved in this in this position as the GM. But I think he was Ali at the top of the list right when Dubas was gone. They already knew what Tree Living was, that he was available, and they made that call as quickly as any call I think could be made. And they got the man that they wanted. And we can talk about this too. I think he's done a very good job uh, with the offseason so far for Toronto. And I think that they're in a much better spot this season than they were to begin last season. What stood out to you guys, the Domi trade? Lots of things did. Uh, Domi, uh, the addition of Tyler Bertuzzi, I think is a great addition. Uh, Ryan Reeves, uh, Martin Jones on that contract, I think it was 850, under 900, something like that. One year contract as a backup to Ilya Samsonov, who also had an arbitration hearing that went his way. So he has one more year left as well. So all these guys are playing for contracts. But I think what they've done is they've had to change the mentality a bit. Whenever a team has a Marner and a Matthews and uh, um, uh, O'Reilly or uh, Morgan Riley on the back end, got getting confused, um, John Tavares, et cetera, William Nylander, you've got the flash, you've got the sizzle, you, you have the, the faces, some of the faces of the NHL, but you need a change in attitude. I'm not saying that the Leafs didn't try to bring in some veteran guys to do that with Toronto, but this is a different mindset. It really is. They've added toughness and they've added the types of players, I think, on that team that can help them, you know, not be pushed around. How how many how many years have we said in succession? Um, not saying fighting is a big thing in the NHL anymore. It's not. But how many years have we said Toronto just seems to be pushed around? They need a bit of a new identity, and they need to really get a kick in the pants. And look, it's not year two of Matthews. We're in year seven, I think, something like that. Um, so it's getting up there uh, with Matthews. So, Vic, if you want to weigh in on that. Yep. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, Oh, no, absolutely. Like bringing in, I also just by, by the way, guys, I just changed to a, a proper microphone. So I think the audio is going to be a little bit better now. I was using the external computer. Microphone. Oh, Vic, you I, sound a lot better now. Yeah, I no, thought so. She does. Yeah, that was, impre- that was impressive. <laughs> move, though. Yeah, it was good. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes. So so you've been listening in then while you were doing that. I, I was listening in. Absolutely. No, I forgot about the whole microphone thing. Again, I'm a little rusty after the summer off season, but I will weigh in now. Adding Ryan Reeves, again, what Ryan just said, it's not necessarily, it's not a fighty, fighty league anymore. 
anymore. It still is a tough league. And I think we see that generally in the postseason mostly. So bringing Ryan Reeves in to play, he's, he's not going to play 15 minutes a game. We're talking about an eight, nine minute guy. But in the postseason, his presence will carry a great deal of heft. And then adding the sandpaper up front with Tyler Bertuzzi and Max Domi is going to make a difference as well. These are two players who are pains in the behinds to play against but can also score and they're just going to make those lines wherever they land and I one's going to be in the top six and I imagine Max Domi's going to be on the third line but wherever they land they're just going to they're going to be far more annoying to play against and I think that's been a, a difficulty that the Maple Leafs have had in recent years they have been just bursting with skill but they haven't had those annoying pesty Brad Marchand type players. I'm not comparing these guys to Brad Marchand. I mean, he's future Hall of Famer. It's a different, different echelon, but that type of player they've been missing. And I like the additions that true living has, has made. I mean, did, did Shanahan have to rubber stamp it? Absolutely. Yeah. But I still think true living did the legwork to go out and discuss the contracts, discuss the signings with the players and the players agents individually. And I think he's the one who initiated the, those deals getting done. Yeah, no, I, it, it certainly um, it is certainly the, the true, and I think what it, it's going to be an interesting um, uh, season here. Um, and uh, I, there are a couple teams that uh, I want to I want to um, also focus on as well today. Um, can we start with um, these? Are also teams that I pay attention to. Um, the what are your thoughts on the the Sabers? How do you think their season will look? So glad you and asked this- that. Pardon me? I'm so glad you asked that because on the podcast last year, I think every week or every few weeks, I'm chomping at the bit with this team. I'm fully on board with Buffalo. Uh, Vic's smiling right now. She knows that that's true. Love the way, love the direction the team is going. I really do. I love the direction. Tage Thompson is a beast. Skinner doing what he does. He had a great season last year. They have such young talent on the team. And I'm telling you, a huge part of this was when Jack Geichel left. That whole marriage was not it was heading for divorce right when you started to sign that sign that agreement with him and the Buffalo Sabres out of the draft. Um, I love the fact uh, that they're that I just think they're going to improve this year. I thought they were going to improve last year, and I think they're going to still improve this year. So glad you asked that, Ali. I was um, fully on board with the Buffalo. I will say the only question I'm again, I, I agree with Ryan hundred percent. This is a team that's on the rise. I don't think we've even seen the best from Tage Thompson yet. I don't think we've seen the best from Dylan cousins yet. I think this team, okay, let's put this in perspective. I was listening to the NHL network the other day and they had an, uh, conducted an excellent interview with Colic Poso, who has been there for a million and a half years. And he said, this is the most excited he has been for an NHL season since his rookie year. And he was excited in his rookie year because he was playing in the NHL. He's says he's never been this excited about this team as as he is right now and he was genuine this wasn't just oh we're in the best shape of our life it wasn't that nonsense this was absolutely genuine and one other really neat tidbit they pretty much left the team alone they finished one spot out of a playoff spot so why wouldn't you so they pretty much let the team alone but what they did was they added some a veteran presence on the blue line and eric johnson and i thought this was a huge pickup just because i mean eric johnson isn't the eric johnson of 15 years ago and nobody expects him to be but with all the young kids there with rasmus dalian and owen power who are going to be a superstar our combo going forward just to have somebody who's been around the block a few times and here's a neat bit of trivia i nobody can think of another time in the nhl that the blue line the starting six on a team's blue line has three number one overall draft picks think about that 
Rasmus Dahlin selected number one. Owen Power selected number one. And Eric Johnson a while ago, but selected (laughs) number one. Isn't that quite incredible? It's going to come down to goaltending for this team because that's the only question mark. Is it going to be Ukepekalikinen? Is it going to be Eric Comrie? Or are we going to see Devin Levi play a lot in the NHL this season? So there's going to be some, there's going to be some fiddling in net. But the rest of it, you can set it and forget it. This team is going to score goals. They're going to provide good defense in in front of whoever is playing in net. And they're going to compete and they're going to contend. I have them in a playoff spot. I have them stealing one in their division. And I think they're going to have a great season. Been since 2010, 2011 that they've been in the postseason. So they're due. They're due. Yeah, no, and I I mean, it's going to be too. Because I mean, they, you know, with, with the lineup that they have, it really looks like that they're really on the the verge of doing something. It's goaltending, uh, Ali. That's it. They've got to make sure somebody has to be a star in net. Yeah, it couldn't or has to could, be solid. Couldn't be any worse than Anderson though last year. That's well, I mean, they're in better shape now. Yeah, right? better shape. Yeah. But again, uh, Levi has played no games essentially. Right. He's completely inexperienced. He's very exciting. He's going to be good. Would just is he going to be good this coming season or is he going to be good in four years from now? That's what we're going to have to see. And if not, are the other two guys going to get the job done? Because otherwise, that there are no weaknesses on this team. They're they're solid all the way through. We talk about Ali the whole one A one B system in the NHL. If you're able to do that um, as goaltenders, that's fantastic. Um, not saying that they're a 1A, 1B system in Buffalo, but if they can somehow split the time and if they can get obviously more wins than losses kind of thing, that's a good thing for Buffalo. It really is because it's the old cliche, right? It comes down to goaltending and that's what it's going to come down because they have a lot of offense. As Vic said, they have a ton of talent on that blue line, a lot of number one picks and power and Darlene. Um, they're young as well. And they're both going to be in Buffalo, hopefully for the long and extended amount of time. Skinner, if he can do what he did last season, this season again, I agree with Victoria too. Tage Thompson haven't seen the best of him at all. So watch out Buffalo. Here they come. It will be a lot of fun. Now the now the other team, the Kraken, they impressed me last year. I, I was honestly impressed with they I, I I thought that they had an incredible run last year and they did something special. Uh, we're gonna start with uh uh Victoria, we're gonna start with you on this. What are your thoughts on the peng- uh, Penguins? Yeah, the Penguins too, but <laughs> the Korea, we'll get to the Penguins too. Now we have to. The Kraken season. Well, Ali, now Ryan and I are going to fight because... Oh, this oh. is... Oh, well, this yeah. is... This Watch is out, Ali. Here. Let's go Watch for out. Here Let's we go. It. Let's do it. Here we go. <laughs> Ryan bleeds Kraken double blue. I and do. Why I, why, while I do appreciate the team, and I'm I'm rooting for them... Long term, absolutely. I'm so happy to see Seattle have a professional hockey team in the NHL again. I mean, it's all very exciting. I think last year was a bit of a unicorn season. I mean, for goodness sakes, Jared McCann is not going to score like he did again. They're not going to put up the same type of offense. Their defense is still shoddy. I think they won a lot of games in fortunate fashion. Let's put it that way. Squeaking in. I just, I still think, I think Matty Beniers is going to be a star and he was fantastic last year. He's, he's going to only get better, but if you still look at the depth 
on this team. There's just, there's not enough star power for me. And I know they were wonderfully coached, but there isn't enough star power for me. Again, it's not Jared McCann. He had a wonderful season. Congratulations to him. But we're talking about Andre Burkowski, Jordan Eberle, Jaden Schwartz are in their top six. It doesn't measure up when you look around the league of other teams and how the makeup of their top six. I just think, I still think they need a little bit more seasoning. I think they're on the decline this year there's going to be a dip they're not making the postseason this year i'm very sorry i'm apologizing to ryan most of all they are not but uh but but they're still going to be a good team long term and i think that's okay they're newbies to the league and i think we can all be a little patient here okay then how about this if they do end up doing something special again uh if they do um ne next season would you be interested in coming back and you and i can talk about it <laughs> oh, of course. As long as I'm part of the discussion. Absolutely, you will. Or <laughs> Ryan, your thoughts. I'm going to say this, and Vic is probably upset with this because she'll think I'm going to be all over her for the not on the Kraken train. Um, I'm not either this season, to be honest with you. Um, 40 point improvement from season one, absolutely fantastic. They scored by committee. They played defense by committee. They had goaltending when they needed to. And a lot of the games, too, they won. They scored five, six, seven, eight goals sometimes, yeah. right? So the team had to score. Um, they lost a couple of pretty good guys. And Susie, I think, is a big loss. Donato's a big loss. Geeky's a big loss. Um, not saying Martin Jones is, but he kind of is because him and Grubauer went almost toe-to-toe, 41-41 -to -toe, last season, but they didn't. Um, but I'm with uh, Victoria. I think that that was a flash in the pan, not saying that the team's not going to be competitive on a nightly basis, but I just don't think they'll have what it takes this season, what they did last year as well. And plus two, you think about this, if Seattle is going to try to do what they did a season ago, say they even get five less points, what about Calgary? What does Calgary do? Calgary could get in. They only missed out by, I think, one point, something like that. If they had won all those one-goal games, we wouldn't be talking about this. Other teams will come up. Seattle's going to be certainly chased with that, and they're going to feel the pressure. But anyway, last season, a great story. Fantastic. But uh, I'll, I'll be surprised if they can duplicate last season, and not only that, but even get into the playoffs. Vince Dunn is not having another season like he did last year. Jared McCann is not having another season like yeah. he did last year. They're just not. I think yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it's going to be sort of the thing. And I mean, the Penguins, we mentioned them too, and we did mention Kyle Dubson. They're also going to be a team to keep an eye on this year. We had this uh, debate last season. The Penguins and the Capitals were the two oldest teams going into last year. And I believe they could be close to the two oldest teams. I know Washington for sure. I would assume Pittsburgh is. It's not like they got any younger with Eric Carlson on board. Um, but Sidney Crosby... Um, I heard this the other day, and look, you're going to probably think, okay, everyone says that. He was absolutely, he was livid and ticked off that this team had that playoff run of how many consecutive seasons, whatever was come to an end. He was really ticked off. And a lot of the teammates and people around in this offseason have said that he has an extra fire now in his, in his blood and in his body. And if that's the case at his age, not that he needs any motivation or anything, because he's one of the best players that I think has ever played the game. You watch out for that. Uh, the team, I think, is now gone a couple of steps ahead. They may have taken that one step back last season, but they've gone a couple of steps ahead. I'm fully convinced. I think Vic said this too off the top of the of this discussion with you, Ali. I, I would not be surprised if they do not get back in uh, to the postseason. I'm, I'm certainly behind them in what they've done. Well, I mean, the addition of Eric Carlson is massive, yeah. right? So if they can figure out a way 
if Mike Sullivan can figure out a way to organize it that Chris Letang could perform at his best and Eric Carlson could perform at his best, he's not going to score 100 points again. But if he can score 80 and Chris Letang is is the best is the best version of Chris Letang at this age because he's always having injury issues and there's other issues going on. If they can both complement each other, and right now I'm going to tell you this, you, you got to split them up on the power play. You can't have them both on the number one power play. There's just no way because we saw that story unfold in San Jose when Eric Carlson played with Brent Burns and it didn't work as best as it could have. So you throw Chris Letang on the second unit, you have Eric Carlson on that top unit with Crosby, with Mom with Jake Gensel when he's healthy again. And I think this team has a shot. I think they do. It just, it, a lot of it is going to fall again. What did we just talk about in Buffalo? The goaltending. Do we believe in Tristan Jari? I don't, but I'm very happy to be proven wrong. I just, he hasn't been consistent enough. And with everything that's going on with this team otherwise, it's just, are they going to feel confident playing in front of this guy that has been shoddy at times and good at others, but not consistent? So it's going to be interesting to see how defensively this team is able to compete on a nightly basis. Dubas believes in Jari. He gave him that nice new contract. Yeah, um, but did he give him, but he did, did, Ryan, did he give him that because there wasn't any other opportunities available? I'm not you know, sure. They shopped around and they, I'm talked, not sure. to, they talked to other goaltenders yeah. and we know that and they yeah. didn't get the guys they wanted. So then they turned to the fella in the room and went ah and he said okay well, but you got to give me this right. and they went oh okay you know so I which mean- which does happen which does happen ali i'm just going to read off this list of the, the pittsburgh i think and i would assume that they were the most active team in this offseason some of the guys that have been gone yeah, go ahead jeff petrie casey DeSmith, michael granlin jan ruda josh archibald nick bonino drake julia brian dumoulin uh, dimitri kulikov dustin tiskarski uh, the list goes on additions riley smith carlson pitlick Nieto, Graves, Achari, Eller, Helberg, Hinestroza, Andreas Johnson. So I'm telling you, if, the, if there's one team that not going to completely redid the roster, they did a pretty good job of getting close to that because you got Malkin and Crosby. By the way, I think Malkin said two. I think he said today or the day before that he wants to play at least five more seasons. He said three. He said, he said three. three. I think it's going to be five. <laughs> and let's just say four. We'll, we'll meet in the middle of it. Um, no, so the joke say- is he says three every year. Right. So for the last three years, I'm playing three more seasons. Okay. So and then next year, I'm playing three more seasons. And next year, I'm playing three that. more seasons. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Ali, uh, I, I I don't know what you think about the Penguins and where they're going to go, but they made a lot of changes this offseason. Love the Ryan Graves edition. Yeah. Love the Riley Smith edition. Riley Smith just won a cup. He, I mean, it's not like Sidney Crosby needs to show how shown how to do that, but some of the other players do. So he's bringing the Stanley Cup winning experience to this team. And again, Ryan Graves paired with either Carlson or Latang is going to be a very good top pairing. Absolutely. I think it's going to be interestingly enough um, and uh, interesting uh, to see where, uh, where the, uh, you know, cause if they've got, they've got good goaltending it's and uh, and uh, they've made some additions where they will be um, looking at, um, uh, at, uh, at a season um, as well. Now, I know this is an NHL show. We're doing NHL, but you guys both know that I'm a big Jays fan. Yes. And we are too. So, <laughs> can you tell us, um, we're going to start with you, Ryan, mm-hmm. your thoughts on how the season has gone, starting with Manoa. 
Oh, boy. Starting with Manoa. Thanks for that one. Throw that in there. Like uh, out of the bullpen, you throw a wild pitch. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There we go. Um, okay. Alec Manoa, let's, I'm just going to say this about him. Keep it simple. Uh, let's hope that he turns things around and that he'll have a good offseason, that he's healthy, and he's learned from some of the things that has has happened to him this year and that he gets back on track. Because I think everybody knows that he is a very talented, talented pitcher. So I'm just going to leave it at that. How it was handled, whatever, his agent, him, the Jays, it doesn't really matter. That's all gone. He shut down for the rest of the season. I'll say this about the Jays is that they're making a lot of people stressed. That's what they're doing. They're not making it easy on themselves. They're not making it easy on the fans. But they're controlling now. What, there's two weeks left, I think? Something like that. Uh, six, games. Six, six, six games. Okay, six games. So six games to go. Um, they control... They're in control of their destiny. Uh, and so if they want to, if they want to get in, um, all the cards are lining up for them. So their ERA, I will say this very surprised that that's the best in baseball as that starting staff. Uh, I did not expect that at all, but it just goes to show you that if the offense gets going with this team and hopefully the six games they do, and then in the postseason, if they get in, they really tick off, but they're showing signs. Vladdy's getting hot. Springer had a great game the other game. Uh, Chapman's back healthy. I think Kevin Biggio has been, I don't know, to me, he's been the MVP in the last two, three weeks, something like that, because he's been just phenomenal. Always pull for that guy. But I'm going to say this. They're going to get in. They're going to get in. They control their own destiny, and I think they're going to get in. And, and there was an article today or yesterday that said if the Jays get in, the rest of the league better watch out because they're primed right now, at least for a nice playoff push. I mean, their magic number is three. They have six games left and their magic number is three. So, and there's even some math that works out. Not that we want to see it unfold this way, but it is possible considering what's going on with Seattle and the Rangers and the yeah. Astros, they can actually mathematically lose all six games and still get in. I don't want to see let's them try. That. No, 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 let's not do that. <laughs> but it's, but it's still, but it is still possible. I'll throw in a couple of bits here. Um, Biggio always plays well this time of year and he's doing what he normally does. It just takes the guy like five months to warm up for whatever reason. Because he doesn't um, play very much that's I, I want i wonder anyway okay. um okay. a personal anecdote here ali ryan and i have been to three live blue jays <laughs> games together this season just yeah. the two of us we've sat in the same spot every single time the jays are three and oh we have not watched them lose and yeah. they've outscored the uh, the opposition 18 to 5 there we so, go if the Blue Jays organization is listening and want to toss Ryan and I a pair of tickets to go, I will not say no, because obviously we are good luck charms when it comes to that. Last thought on this, Chris Bassett said it the other day in a post-game interview, a game that he pitched and they won. He said, pitching and defense wins in September, October baseball. Yeah. And that is the truth. And what they do have is pitching and they have defense. So long as the bats do their little bit of business, and we're seeing more of that right now, then I think they are not only clinch a wild card spot because I feel pretty good about that, but I think they can even go a little bit further regardless of who they would face in that first, very small first round. Yeah. And and I have to put it out there and I did ask, I did ask, um, I asked a, a Ben Shulman this and you guys know that we had him on. Um, I asked Matthew cause the question too, that if they, but I'm, and I'm going to ask you guys, if they do not, make the playoffs if they do not who will the blame come on to what will the conversation be john schneider the coach the manager yeah. hands down easy 
you and, don't think you don't think it'll be like you don't think uh Shaparo and Atkins will get the get any guinea get any blame or no because the players are the players are there the talent is there and I, you can say it's it could come down to the players where the players weren't good enough but the manager's job is to get the best out of their players that's that's what your job is as yeah. a major league baseball manager and so if they if they somehow screw this up and I really don't think they will but if they somehow screw this up John Schneider doesn't have a job in two weeks from now there's no way. I'm with you with that. And that's kind of the easy way out, right? It's easy thing to say, oh, the manager will get blamed, the manager this and this. But when you have a team as talented as the Blue Jays, um, I mean, heck, the three of us could probably manage a few games and we get a few wins. That's just how good this team is. Absolutely. But he's made he's made some decisions over the season that you're left to scratch your head about. Um, not saying that they're going to cost the team to get into the postseason, but say they were tied right now for a spot or a game back, you'd look back to some of these decisions and think, well, if he had have done the other way, then the team would have won that game and they would be in that spot. And let's not forget, you know, I'm, I'm looking at this right now about, about the, the the contracts with Toronto. Springer's through 26. Uh, Barrios is through 28, I think, and beyond. Gosman has three more years left at 22 and 23 mil. Awesome. Um, Bassett's there. <laughs> yeah, Bassett's there. Kikuchi's back. Bichette's going to be back as well. Vladdy's going to be arbitration eligible, but he's going to sign again too. So the core is there. I just think that this team right now, they've shown signs to me, especially Vladdy, they've shown signs to me that they're going to peak six games to go, but they're peaking at a very good time right now. And hopefully they can continue that once they get in, if they get in, which I assume that they will. Yeah, I agree. Well, we'll be, I'll be listening in. Uh, shout out to Ben Wagner here um, as well. Um, and uh, looking forward to some more um some more um, uh, action here coming up in the next couple of days. Now they start with the Yankees tonight. Yeah, they got the Yankees and then they wrap up with Tampa Bay. So it's going to be very interesting. Interesting. Now is before we wrap up here, is there anything you guys want to share or ask me anything you want to ask me? Boy, another wild pitch. <laughs> it's an anything? interesting question. Anything yeah. about anything. Okay. All uh, right. I'll Go ahead, Vic. You go. And then I've, I'll I've got one first. Mm -hmm. If you could, Ali, if you could attend any ultimate sports championship event, mm. Super Bowl, World Series final, <laughs> World Cup final, Stanley <laughs> Cup final, and your team is not involved just as a pure spectator, right? Which one for the pure spectacle, spectacle and the pure sport of it all, which one would you choose? Which one would I choose? World Series final, Stanley Cup final, World Cup final, Super Bowl, NBA final. I would say the World Series. Interesting. And because and see, I I I think and I think it's because um during the playoffs, right? I think it's because during the playoffs, I I listen to more I listen to more games than I do. Uh, during the regulars, the regular season, I'm a Jays fan, so I listen to all the Jays games or right. as many as I can. So, yeah. I, I think that would be the reason. Okay, interesting. I, yeah, I've I've got one kind of well, maybe similar. Um, if there's name one athlete, past or present, that you have not met that you would love to meet and sit down and and have a conversation with. Oh man, you know who I would really have loved to meet is the late Roy Halladay. Mm. That's a that's a good answer. Yeah. Why? Because of the like, no. The reason for that is because of the fact that he was just like 
he had that very like he had that very easygoing personality. Yeah. He always liked to talk to you know people. And actually, I'm going to give you another one too. Marcus Stroman. Oh, oh, really? Jays. Okay. Now, why Stroman? Why Stroman? Because him, because I mean, Halloween and those are complete opposites. Very different personalities. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I think for for, for Stroman because. Last year, um, what really like something about his person, like about his personality, really stood out to me. And I don't know if you guys saw this, but he, um, um, uh, I believe, uh, I, I believe he was with the Mets last year too, or he was with uh, I don't remember where he was last year, but he was at the he was they were playing the Jays, and there was a um, there was a fan, I think it was a three or four year old that wanted to meet him, and. He said, and um, the family was in town. They were originally from Toronto. But I think they had come from, they were in England or somewhere. And they said, and Stroman said to them, to his mom, that, you know, uh, that, you know, you tell me when you're going to be at Rogers Center and I will be there. Right. And he did. And he was, and, 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 and he did. I, I do remember that. And with the Cubs. Um, yeah, I do remember that. My mistake. No, 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 no. I, I do remember that. I'm with you. Um, those would be two intriguing individuals to have at the same table, even to discuss. Um, Halliday, yeah, certainly. I'll just throw mine out. Not that you guys are going to ask me, but I'll throw it out anyway. And I'm, it doesn't well, matter. No, you're asking me. Yeah, no, we, we you asked us, so go ahead. Well, okay. well, who, who, how about yourself? If I had one, um, I have a huge list, but my top is probably Jean Beliveau. Uh, used to That's play for the Canadians. One. I just yeah. something about him. Uh, I don't know what it is. I mean, a lot of people do know what it is. He was just a consummate professional on and off the ice. He was beloved. He was liked by everybody. And I just something about him. I'd love to sit down and just uh, hear some stories from him. Yeah, I know. Awesome stuff. Is there anything about me that you want to know that you that you probably have never asked or that you've never uh, found out? Oh, boy. Um, let's think. Uh, favorite. Uh, why? Why do you do this, Ali? Why do you do this? Why do you have this podcast? Why do you want to talk to people like us? <laughs> I didn't see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you asked. <laughs> absolutely no. Absolutely yeah. no. Yeah. You know, um, what drives you to do this? Yeah. Obviously, you're passionate about it. So, where yeah. does that come from? Yeah. No. And you can see I put out a lot of content. You guys get the updates. I, I put out Absolutely. a lot of content. Yeah, you do. And it's great. It's great right. content. Yeah. And you know, especially, especially today's content. And anyway, we oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The reason is because, you know, I, you know, it's always been a dream of mine um, to really do, you know, to, you know, to do a talk show and to cover, you know, the world of broadcasting, sports media, sports, you know. And, and, and of course, books as well and books and yeah. tech, you see, these are all my, you know, these have all been my passion and you see, and, and the thing was that I said, because I have a passion for all these things, why not start doing a couple of, why not start doing a couple of shows where I can, you know, ex- where I can talk about it and express this stuff in my own unique way. Sure. Good answer. Yeah. Well said. And you know what, that's, that's, that's a huge part of any type of broadcasting, whether it's a pod, it doesn't matter what it is. It's, it's how you express, it's a chance to express your feelings and thoughts and 
and all that stuff. So good and, on you. And, and learn things. And learn things. I right. think we're always learning things when we do stuff like this. Yeah. And you get to talk to so many different people, right? So many different people. Ali, you talk to so many different people every week. Um, you know, Vic does two different things. I do as well. But just to get on the mic with somebody to talk about this, to talk about that and something different, I think it's great. Is there is there an example that you can maybe think of of who of um of maybe somebody that you could be thinking of who I've had? I really um, enjoyed your interview with Kim Geddes the other day. Oh, I enjoyed yeah. it a lot. Yeah. It was really good. She's a gem. She is. Yeah. And uh, um, is there anybody else that you can probably think of? That's been my most recent favorite. So the rest of them are a little bit of a blur, but I'm glad I have to go back and look at some of your repertoire because I miss a bunch in the summertime just by um sitting by the lake and not engaging in, with media so much so i have a few to catch up on so let me ask you what is one of your most recent favorites not that you didn't enjoy the rest of them but what's one that you really enjoyed oh man you know i really you know what i i've honestly enjoyed them all but i think my all time would have to be um uh pete and jeremy travers i think Oh, right. Okay. Yep. All um, right. I'll, well, I'll have to look that one up. Then. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Check that one out. And Paul Harriet. Okay. Well, that's interesting. How was, uh, how was your discussion with Spider Jones? Uh, Spider Jones, that too. That was, you know what? That was very, very interesting. I thought. He's um, an interesting guy. I've interviewed him. He's a very yeah. interesting guy. Interesting. You know, he, he, he was very interesting. He, um, you know, he, uh, he, um, like, you know, like he's very, like, I like his, like the fact that he's very down to earth. I like that fact. Ali, he's incredibly honest. That man cannot tell a lie. No, he is, exactly. He is the most <laughs> candid human it's being. It's refreshing. He is the most, he will tell you exactly. And he's also a very nice man. So what he says is not unpleasant <laughs> but he will tell you exactly what he is thinking about something he does not mince words that's what makes him such a great interview and such a great conversationalist is you know you're getting the real deal and that's something i've actually i've interviewed it a couple times i interviewed him in broadcasting school if you can believe it and then i interviewed him many years later as a professional and he was exactly the same i mean he was just candid and lovely and honest and uh he's a he's a great interview yeah, absolutely. No, he he was too. And uh, there are still people I'm uh, I'm working on uh, getting as well. Still people I'm trying to work on uh, getting. Arlene Bynum, to name a few. Right. Yeah, I've been uh, trying to help you with that one. Let, let me ask you this before we wrap it. Let me for a good wrap. Yeah. Um, how many? Do you know how many episodes you've done? Oh man. Um. Be because I do. Do you? I do. Uh, I I want to say eighty-five. Or this more. is your ninety-fourth. Wow. No, yeah. this is wow. Almost this 100. Is, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Ha have us back for the century and we're good. This is good. <laughs> yeah. And we're, yes. And as we do wrap up, and we will mention here that Broadcast Map returns on Wednesday, um, September 27th. And who have we got coming up? We have Eric Cruz. And um, so where can people find you guys online uh twitter instagram linkedin anywhere everywhere where can people find you guys 
I am with you. I, I'm Victoria Mattyash on Twitter. I'm Victoria Mattyash on Facebook. I switch it up and I'm Mattyash Victoria on Instagram. <laughs> if you just Google Victoria Mattyash, you're going to find all my socials. I keep it very simple. My Gmail address is Victoria Mattyash at Gmail. So at anywhere, if you just, I have a unique enough name that if you plug it into the search engine, you're going to be able to come into contact with me. Also, I am a writer for ESPN. We're spooling up all of our preseason content right now. I basically focus on fantasy more than anything else. And uh, we do have some great stuff up there. So if you're a fantasy hockey player, please check it out. Yes. And follow the broadcast map, Facebook page, search broadcast map. You can follow me at, um, um, uh, in, you can follow me at Instagram, ATO and podcast 819 X. Although I don't really, I don't really care for it these days. Um, but I am there, ATOM Podcast 819, but probably the best places would be uh, uh, LinkedIn, Instagram, uh, no, LinkedIn, and uh, probably on uh, uh, Facebook these days. And if I know you personally, please feel free to connect with my personal profile as well. Ryan, where can people find you? I have no idea. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I say that too sometimes. It's, just for it's fun. A, Yeah, it's a work in progress. I came a long way since last year. Um, I think it's at Ryan M. Payton on Twitter. Uh, Pates RP. Help me out, Vic. I, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. That it. It's it's Pates RP on okay. Instagram, yes. That's that. And then, um, yeah, you can hear me on uh, Do the Hot Stove. And that's we're starting that up on October 7th with uh, Dennis Bernstein, Dave Pendoda, and Sirius XM, uh, Channel 91, and Vic and I doing the podcast again, year two on October 3rd. So we'll do a season preview, kind of like a little bit of like we did here. So that's where you can you can find me. I'm not very active on social media, but uh, those are where you can. But you're growing. You're okay. growing yeah. at being more well, active. Okay. No. <laughs> you know what? I, you know, I, I honestly don't, honestly, guys, I, I don't, I, do, I honestly, especially with the direction that, X or whatever you want to call it these days is going. I I, I do not like it. There's good and bad with everything. With everything, though, Ali. I mean, you still connect with some great people on social media. You just yeah. got to pick your spots, and you don't you don't slide down the rabbit hole and get engaged with the trolls, as they're called. So there's still no. good and there's still good and bad everywhere. And I still I still get a lot of enjoyment out of social media in small doses and uh, curated properly. Let's phrase it that way. Yeah, no, you know what? You guys have just given me a, dear, a, a new perspective on that. I'll keep the, I'll reinstall the, the, the app back on my phone again. Yeah, do that. Yeah. And um, right now I just mainly use it on web, but I'll be back on the phone again too. And, uh, and uh, we thank you guys so much as for, um, uh, you know, as always for joining me again on the show. I really always appreciate the time and let's do it again. Thanks for invite us, inviting us, Allie. This was enjoyable. Thank you very much. Yeah, And mark this down, episode 94, one of the best. We'll talk soon. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Award-winning. So, Award-winning. <laughs> wow, yeah. So, 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 yeah, wow. So, Eric Gross will be 95 then. There mm -hmm. you go. Yeah. Yeah. And we always say stay tuned to Broadcast Map because there is always excellent conversation taking place. You have been listening to the NHL and Maple Leafs Season Preview Show. For more information on when the next NHL news shows will be taking place, like the Broadcast Map Facebook page. Search Broadcast Map. Stay tuned to Broadcast Map, where there is always excellent conversations taking place. <laughs>